This episode of Vic's Basement is brought to you by EB Games. Support us by buying your video games at EB Games. Welcome to my basement, everybody. Nine o'clock in the morning on Mondays. Let's go live with something. This was your idea, <laughs> my friend. Be quiet. Jesus, I, my head hurts so bad I, right I, now. I think it's because we couldn't agree to see these shows together and do them on a Sunday night because it would be... Who, who, did we, you float that idea? No, but I, I mean, that's the ideal, is do them right after the show is aired. Why don't we all just live together? You, me, Marcy, Ruby, Marissa, Enzo, Blake, uh, Aaron. Let's just get a big house and we'll all live together uh, and watch TV together. It sounds kind of creepy. Yeah. I don't want to do that. All right. So we watched uh, the, uh, maybe the penultimate, the, the biggest episode. Yeah, you of... never know when it's going to come every season. You yes. know, there's going to be one big one. They're going to yep. spend a lot of money. There's going to be huge production costs. And to... this season, it came in episode eight. Yep. And uh... hey, I just want to give another shout out, though, to, to uh, Ben Hankey, who called Hard Home. Right, and he called. Did he the, call it? Well, he just said that the big, you know, because we were just all down on it last uh, episode of this show, mm -hmm. talking about how this season has been pretty slow, and yes. maybe they're not going to sort of lift it all. And uh, Ben said, "Well, Hard Home is coming. It's still coming. It could be really amazing. They spent all of this budget." What does Hard Home mean? Well, that's the name of the the village that gets. Oh, okay, devastated. that's the name of the episode. I know. I yeah. didn't know that was the yeah. name. Of the, that was the name of the village. Okay, yeah. so I, I believe so. Okay. You know, mean the names in Game of Thrones. Yeah, who did you just call? We were trying to remember the names before we started shooting here, and well, I started my acting. I'm clearly, the uh, the uh, elder that has to go and talk to Cersei while she's in prison is named Quirip. You call? Would you call him Quigley? No, it's uh, Quiburn. But you see, I mean, come on. I do my best to try to get in the vicinity of these names, yes. but the names are tough in this show. It never, yeah. And you know what I was thinking is that uh, Marvel has created this metaverse, this cinematic universe that's sort of all threaded and everything. That's what this show is. It feels like there's like 90 shows happening at the same time in this thing. And I, I think that may have been one of the issues with this season so far is that they're so disconnected and so, you, you know, the action elements, the things that are being led up to are so far away from each other yes. that it's felt a little like, what's happening, you know? Like, it, there's a lot of minutiae and cool things going on with the, a little closer. with the conversations, but it, it hasn't been as fulfilling, I find, as what we saw in you, this episode. You smell so good today. Thanks, buddy. I don't even, are you wearing a, a cologne? No, that's just my, uh, that's my musk. Is that English leather? Yeah. Uh, no, it's just from this area. It's just <laughs> Please don't make any motions towards that area. This is a family program. Uh, listen, this whole this whole season, this is a funny season because I think they decided at the outset that they were going to leave some storylines and some characters behind for mm -hmm. this season because I think they knew they had a, a packed season narratively, yeah. and yeah. I think they also realized. And I, well, I they spent all their money on this show, on this episode. I'm still trying to make a point. Yeah, and you're right, they did. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But you know, I, I, my brother and his wife who live on the East Coast, mm -hmm. they started to try to watch the first season, and he's just like, I, I don't know what's going on. They got kids, you know, yeah. they got two girls, and this is a lot of TV, I you know? know? Like, it's a big show with lots of characters, lots of storylines, lots of names to remember, like Quiburn or Quigley or whatever we're calling him today. Yep. Uh, and so this season, I think the producers decided to pare it back a little bit. We haven't seen any Hodor. We haven't, you know, seen any Bran, Stark, and, you know, even... Some storylines like Brienne of Tarth and Podrick have fallen by the wayside sure. at this point. Yeah. Everyone needed to get out of the way for what happened last night, which yeah. is probably the biggest spectacle I think the show's had in its entirety. I mean, there was a huge fight at the end of season four yeah. uh, at Castle Black. Right, the, uh, with the black water and all that stuff. Which... 
No, that was season two. Okay, I, I can't move. You're doing good though. You're but doing the, good. No, with the big uh, sh the, the ship. No, I'm talking fight. about it was a snow fight when they when the wildlings. This wasn't. I don't know who it was. Yeah, it was the wildlings. They come to Castle Black and they have a that big. That was four. Oh yeah, okay, yes. That was last year. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. was huge. And okay. the, the giants. I remember the giants were yeah. huge. They had a big fight. We never actually saw the fight, and that's been one of the tricks of the show. Yeah. Is to just show the aftermath of a fight yes. rather than showing the fight itself. But now. We you know, saw We everything. saw the fight. And, yes. You know, I remember that battle uh, in the bay in which Tyrion stepped up. Remember, he got injured. And that was also, you you know, left a lot to your imagination. But this, it did. this sequence... But I always felt kind of embarrassed for that battle because it was so small scale. And yeah. so the scope of it was so small and everything yeah. was so close. And especially in the wake of the Lord of the Rings movies, you just felt like, well, they just don't have the budget to make these big battles. But it feels like they've been thrown a little bit into the vault, a little, you know, over the seasons well, to be able to prepare for this... Amazing sequence, I and think, HBO for television. Is you know? obviously invested in Game of Thrones at this point. I yeah. mean, they're they're sort of going their own way. I don't know how much it has in common or not in common with George's book, but they're stepping away a little bit more of George's book. So yeah. forgive us, neither of us have read the books. I know Ben Silverman has. Maybe yeah. we'll have him on the show. One yeah, day. and he would know all the names. He would know all Quiber yeah, and Quigley yeah. and everybody. Yeah, just patch him in. Yeah, who's this character? Uh, so let's start with the small stuff before okay. we get to the bigger stuff. We'll talk about the action scene, and that'll be most of the show today. But well, can I just say about this episode that this is the one if you're trying to convince people to watch the show, you can you can air this out of context and show this episode and people will become fans of the show. I disagree. Because... And I'll tell you why okay, later. Okay. I'm not gonna do it now. Okay. Do you got any voices you wanna do today? Uh, no, I didn't work on any of the voices. Maybe the uh, the big giant. Former, former. Is that pretty good? <laughs> Is that good? It's terrible. I learned his name, Tormund. It's not Red that Beard. That was Tormund, yeah, it's yeah. not Red Beard the yeah. Elder. I no, thought, no. okay. All right, so yes, yeah, the small let's start stuff. With the small stuff. Let's start with it, Daenerys and Tyrion. There's really nothing small in this episode. That's what's so cool about it. Like, there's some really epic things. We've got the the first real conversation. Let's talk them. about before the special effects come in. I guess is a no, no, way no, to put it. no. But they got Tyrion and uh, Daenerys talking for the first time in it's a real quiet. way. Right, but right. It, and that, there's no special effects there. Yeah, but it's it's huge, sort of, uh, you know. Empress building kind of conversation. And I think last week, in the you know after the show, I felt kind of disappointed. And here's my gift, and Jorah brought yeah, it. Was him. all too fast. It, you know, it just felt too. I didn't really get it. And then this time, it felt like the writing was on point. The mm -hmm. acting was very good. I felt the tension between the two of them, and I also felt the admiration and respect between the two of them. And too that was quickly, satisfying. Though. It was too quickly again because they don't really know each. I mean. Maybe Tyrion has had more time to kind of soak they in how he fits. They have ten in. episodes. I know, but it's they just, gotta go fast forward. It feels like Daenerys doesn't give her trust quickly anymore. You know, she learned. Right? She's probably that way in a relationship too. Right, exactly. Well, this is a new relationship, and she has to kind of. I meant romance. Yeah, I know what you meant. And she has to kind of decipher the, you know, the trickery that Tyrion always lays on whoever he's talking. I feel with. like he's being honest, though. Yeah, but you know. And I feel like generally he has to take care of himself. He's little. Yeah. So he's got to make sure he's guarded. But he also, he has good ideas and I think he has good intentions well, generally. Clearly he survived because of his smarts, you know. And I feel good about their relationship. I feel like something interesting could happen. I feel like something kind of powerful could happen. And yeah. I, like that, I like that they're so honest with each other. I don't feel like there's any deception yet. But with Tyrion, there's always a little bit of deception. I kind of wish that whole slaver thing didn't happen in the in the season. What like, slaver thing? Well, where they get they become slaves and they go to the fighting pit and they just happen to meet Daenerys that first time. I wish that uh, there's been lots of bad things. I, I think that you know it would have been great for the writers to just get 
th that duo to Marine to meet with Daenerys, you know? That would have been awesome if they just got past the stone guys and then they made it. It's all part of a bigger recipe, yeah, and yeah. they always add little parts of the recipe which you could or could not include. But it would have given them an, a couple of episodes to kind of go back and forth and play this cat and mouse kind of thing with the dialogue, because it's really satisfying. But now we've leapt into that, yes. you know, and she's got to deal with, uh, um, I always forget, Jorah? Jorah. Yeah, she's, yes. always, she's got to banish Jorah again. And so we got let's to... go over this. Jorah? Yes. Torment. Jorah Torment. Jo no, Jorah and Torment. Those Tormund. are two characters. Yes, they're different characters. And you know the difference between them. I do. You know? yeah, okay. One has a beard. That's good. That's yes. Good. Uh, but she has to banish Jorah again. we got to see all of that Yeah, he gets walked again. outside of the city. Yeah. And you almost forget about that in the wake of seeing everything else that happens later in the episode. Yeah. But it is a pretty big moment. And I do kind of feel bad for him because I, I do feel like he too... And I, I, I don't know, I'm always looking for the people on the show who have good intentions. Sure. They mean well for the kingdom, they mean well for the world, they mean well for each other. Right. And I feel like Jorah's one of those guys. He really believes in Daenerys. I like that Tyrion said he, he, may, be, he may even be in love with you. Yeah. And I like that that was just stated outright because of course I've been thinking that since the beginning. Yeah. And finally it got articulated and of course Tyrion's the one who articulates all the difficult things. Yeah, that was all good. That was all good. I, and I guess now Jorah's got to go back to the slaver thing to try to battle his way back to say one last thing. I don't thing. want to see him fight anymore. But I don't I, care. I know, it just feels so superfluous. It's, it feels like it was fascinating for them. It's like to... a personal redemption. He's got that disease yeah, now. Yeah, I know. He keeps looking. Like, this is the third or fourth time he's looked at it, and it's yeah. the same shot every time. I know. It's him, like, lifting. He's like, oh, there it is. It's got it's, the scale. It's kind of like thing. he's looking at an Apple Watch. It's a little annoying. It's a little... <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's, well, one day, I wonder if we will have watches that are embedded in our skin, but that's a topic for another time. Yeah, that'll be our you know, another scene. next season. Another, another scene that, that I forget completely, and I really have to work hard with my brain to remember it, yeah. is the scene that takes place in the north, up in... Uh, uh, oh, yes, with uh, uh, Sam Well. <laughs> Not Sam Wise. Sam and Ginny. Yeah. Oh, come on. You know she, her name. I don't remember her name. Because uh, I don't. You know I okay. don't. I don't okay. know either, but right, there's Sam, that Sam scene. Sam and his lady. Sam and the lady. And then the kid coming. The we kid really coming. need an intern. <laughs> you know, and so uh, that was interesting. Very, for I forgot it already. Yeah. But then there was also that scene that takes place between uh, Roose Bolton and Ramsey, oh, and they're yeah. all together in a, in a small council kind of meeting. You can feel the world is closing in on... on uh, and they're talking about Stannis, right? Yes. And Stannis being out in the cold. And then, the, then Ramsay says something that apparently is a clue to what's going to happen next. He says, I, all I need is 20 men. And yeah. that's where they leave it. They, yes. they just drop it right there. And the, the world is going to come at Ramsay in some pretty hard ways. Because yes. Sansa still has that thing that she stole as well. And I think she's going to stab him. or He's, he's going to die magnificently in this her. season. Uh, I don't know. We'll I think he is. One of the two of them will die, yeah. for sure. And Reek, who knows what's going to happen you know, to Reek. I, I, I don't love, want any guesses. I would love the, what is it, the Red Witch? She, she wasn't there last I time. I know, but I would love for her to have some magical powers and rip him apart. That would be amazing. Okay, that's Can a nice... Can we make that happen? You put it in your fan fiction right. for the week. Vix, Game of Thrones, fan fiction. Uh, the other thing last night was uh, there was a nice scene between Stanza and, uh, and Reek. <laughs> You called her Stanza. Yeah, good. and then Reek, Reek reveals <laughs> that he never actually killed her brothers, which yes. she's thought about for the entire season, yeah. or for the entire duration of the show. So she knows now that Jon Snow is still alive. Yeah. Maybe 
for not very much longer. And she knows now that her her other brothers are alive. So she feels like some of the family is out there. Yeah, and, and I do feel like they're building to a thing. Something's going to happen now. Reek has the truth. Yeah. Stanza has the truth. <laughs> and uh, they're going to they're going to wreak some sort of vengeance for sure yeah. on on the Boltons. And yes. we'll see what happens to um, Roos and to you know, Roos is is Ramsey's dad. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough of that shit. Uh, uh, Do you feel empathy towards Reek? Uh, I just feel kind of ambivalent about Reek. I mean, he was so rotten for so long. And I feel him wanting to get back into the good graces of people who he cares about. And it's been interesting to discover that he still has feelings and still does care. I mean, you can tell he cares about Stanza. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. I don't really care about his... I mean, I feel like... I don't want to talk about what might happen, but I, I, I do like seeing the transformation. He's been through so many transformations. He was a nobody and yeah. and But he's Stark's, always been a Stark's weasel, house. though. He was always a weasel. But know? I feel like he's a good man now, especially one with no penis. Do you think all men would be better with no penises? No. Let's never make that happen. That sounds terrible. I like having mine. Uh, no, and Theon, I mean, he says that he deserved everything that he got, you know, which is kind of, you know, well, maybe part of the road to redemption, but uh, no, he killed some innocent farm kids, you know, yeah. so he hasn't quite gotten everything that he deserves All yet. All right, well, listen, this is the Westeros, this is the Game of Thrones, this is the fictional world. Yeah. I know people do terrible things. I'm terrible things his, are much more commonplace. I'm sick of his little whiny BS, though. I'm, you know, he's such Even a little. Now? Yeah, yeah, he, he really bothers me. And, you know, Sansa is the one that has also virtue and also, you know, wants to. You know, she was really, her innocence was really just ripped in front of her eyes, watching her family all get destroyed like that and yes. being taken by that, that uh, you know, crazy Baelish. brat of a kid. Oh, no. You know, and then Baelish, yeah. So everything has been sort of dictated to her and for her, and now she's getting raped repeatedly by this scumbag. And I just feel like, you know, she's just going to become this fierce, you know, human being because of all these these awful things that keep happening to her. And one of the strange things about last night's episode in the wake of the whole season so far is, um, I mean, there, there was certainly a strong female character yeah. later in the episode, in the final third. Yeah. But awesome. it wasn't really so much about the celebration of women and their power last night. I mean, we still see Stanza, who is, uh, you know, she still has a boot on her neck and she's got to get it off. Yeah. Um, but last night was really kind of more about the men. Um, and even in Samwell's small scene with fucking Ginny, I don't know what her name is. Sounds like Ginny. <laughs> and the kid that, uh, and the kid. who is really diametrically opposed to this idea of uh, any kind of partnership repairing with the yeah. wildlings because they killed his family. Um, that, it was kind of cool and kind of emotional that they went to such dark places between the wildlings and the, mm -hmm. uh, and the crows, you know? Like, you could really feel... Uh, you know, there, there's a, a revelation there. Gilly. Were, Gilly, yes, that's right. They were starting to kind of uh, figure out together that, uh, you know, they've both been through way too much and it's kind of stupid. And, and th obviously that becomes very true when they have to fight all of these zombies at the end of the thing. And now, looking at Sam, he's had sex. Yeah. And who knows what he's capable of now? <laughs> like a sex he's could really... calm, right? I remember I worked in a restaurant as a kid, and uh, there was a kid who... I had had sex. I wasn't that young. I mean, maybe 17 or 18. And there was one kid who hadn't had sex. 
And then when he had sex, he was transformed. <laughs> it does. Tra it can be transformative, especially. It, it should be. It should. Yeah, it right? should be. Or else yeah. you're not doing it right. Yeah, it should be transformative for sure. And you know, Sam is going to. Uh, you know, he's becoming a man for sure, and he's trying to comfort the little kid. He is, and he's trying. He's probably reading the joy of sex, so he can learn how to <laughs> pleasure Gillian some new, maybe bird song at morning. <laughs> Next week, it'll all be about the tantra. <laughs> Listen, the, uh, let's go to King's Landing and let's check in with Cersei. Uh, there's so, a character in there, and I mm -hmm. saw her last week, and I saw her again last night. It's this nun mm -hmm. who visits her, and I, I made a note of this. I call her that nun, the Grey Nightmare, mm -hmm. um, because that nun looks like a man to me for some reason. I don't know why. Every well, time I see it, the sexuality of the human being is kind of stripped away under all of this. Yeah, you know, maybe that's just this it. clothing. It's just a face, this very dour face that's sticking out and uh, torturing Cersei. You know, like literally saying "confess, confess," smacking her and throwing yeah. water on the. And it's like Catholic school. <laughs> kind of, yeah, right. Uh, again, though, this woman is not getting enough of what she deserves, and it's great. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you well, know, it's awful to feel the torment of another person and to see yeah. all of that. But uh, this woman is barbaric. The, um, the, uh, this is the first time we've seen Cersei not in her regular, yes, majestic yes. clothing. Yeah. We saw her in sackcloth last night. That's burlap for the uh, people out there who are lay people. You can make your own sackcloth bag next week. Just cut or, arms. Or burlap. Just cut arms in the, for here and, and holes down here for the legs, and you can wear burlap too. Uh, how did you feel during the scene, scenes with Cersei? When we, I mean, I think we went to her cell maybe twice. Mm -hmm. And who visited her? Your friend Quigley? Uh, uh, I, I thought it was Quirup, but it's Quirup. Uh, <laughs> but it's Quiburn, the elder. Quiburn, yeah. yes. And the old he, weird he, Meister. The and Meister did, and the Super Meister and the Super Super Meister. Job though, he didn't have you know tremendous screen time, but he. Had to project. He's a very good actor. He had to project all kinds of, uh, you know, suggestion. You know, like the, the minute that Cersei is confronted with the charges against her, she's like, "I'm innocent," and she says, "Of course you, Grace." You know, and I just thought that that was really a fantastic, quick to the draw kind of like placating this crazy person who he knows is wrong and and absolutely deserves this stuff, uh, and then suggests that he, she should just confess at the end of all of this. It was riveting. It was really, really good stuff. It's, it's hard to know. It's 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 hard to know what's real because all we get from that perspective at King's Landing is Cersei's perspective. That's right. all we know. So right. what people tell her something, your son's not doing this or he is doing this. You don't know how what's true and what's not. You oh, know, yeah, it's hard right. to tell. Yeah. It all is just filtered from the through the, these uh, these lenses. Right, and uh, everything's a just little... as easily have boarded him up and keep, you know have him yeah, sort yeah, of in for prison. sure. Right. Like he might be dead. Like who yeah. knows? We'll, yeah. we'll find out. We only have two episodes left at yeah. this point, uh, so we'll leave King's Landing behind. Yeah, well, she begs Quiburn to get her son to come and visit her. Who ha he has not visited her, which was kind of a shocking revelation. Yes. and he's sitting there totally, uh, you know, incapable of helping anybody out in this situation. Yeah, he, hasn't, he hasn't done anything. Ever mm -hmm. since he's become king, and before that, certainly he didn't do anything. Yeah. He just always was doing whatever Marjorie wanted or whatever Cersei wanted. No Marjorie last night. No. No Ola Lady Olena. No, uh, no Great Sparrow. No, no Lululemon. Yeah. No uh, Jamie. No yeah. Bran. Yeah. So we left lots of people by the wayside in order to make room. Make room. Very for large this. amount of yes. room. I couldn't believe how much of this show. This took up a lot of real estate. It was fantastic. It was 15 minutes of uh, high-pressure filmmaking, you know? I mean, it, the, the thing that I thought while I watched this is, man, I wish that they had the budget or the 
wherewithal to bring in a director like George Miller to just go to town with the pacing and the cinematography? Because sometimes some of these shots, you, you kind of lose some of the action to bits and pieces of the, the screen. And I had just watched this thing about how Miller framed uh, Mad Max to be everything center frame, so that your eyes are never looking for where the, the next supercut is going to be and, or the next jump cut is going to be. You're always sort of following all of the sort of chaos in that mm -hmm. movie uh, in a very clean way. And that wasn't exactly true with the sequence here. There, and there's a lot of saturated blacks and a lot of uh, uh, darker areas. And there's a lot of min minutiae. I watched the scene twice to kind of get a feel for you know, camera placement. Well, it was, it was really well done. It just wasn't you know, Mad Max. It wasn't the sort of the, the zenith of, of sort of action filmmaking. But it was, in, for this series, it was staggering. And my favorite shot is when uh, they have to run to the boat. They're totally freaking out because they're just being overrun. And uh, everybody's running to camera and behind them is the giant. And it just looks so awesome. You know, you can tell there's a lot of CG and a lot of effects and stuff in there, but it was just a really thrilling sequence. The camera's tracking and moving super fast as everybody's running into frame, and that and that giant is just huffing and puffing behind him. Incredible stuff. Listen, I gotta yeah. tell you something. You're not gonna like this. You know what I'm gonna say. You report. I hated this. I hated it. This is, not the, this is not the strength of this TV show. It's mm -hmm. never what I've liked about the TV show. They've tried to do bigger battles. They've never achieved kind of Peter Jackson Peter Jacksonian kind of success with these battles. I felt like they did a poor job describing the layout of, what's it called, home? Hard home. Hard, they, describing the layout of, I wasn't sure where the fence was and who was on the outside and who was on the inside. And, and, and the fact that I was trying to puzzle this out just made me think it was poorly laid out. The whole thing was, that it was poorly shot. There were some nice moments in there, but I feel like the White Walkers yeah, you're right. They didn't have enough tracking shots over the village to, yeah, until just, the very end. Until you see, know, like I didn't know who was on the what side of the wall yeah. and, and who was on the outside and who was on the inside. I mean, maybe that was an intentional choice. Maybe they wanted us to just be sort of swept up in this madness. It just feels lazy. Because it happened so fast, though. I mean, it's 15 minutes of showtime, which feels indulgent and long. But you know, literally, they show up. They have a couple of uh, they they beat the crap out of the Lord of Bones, which was hilarious. The way that it just like, I mean, it wasn't Lord hilarious. Bones? Yeah, the guy with the big mask oh, is yeah, like, was, he's like, no, no we want to kill him. See, that's a good, that's why I watched the show. I yeah. love that shit. Yeah. When Tormund chops it's him, like, okay, there's like, no just, reasoning. Not only does he hit him once, he hits him like four or five times. <laughs> I love that. Like that guy's gone now. Yeah. Tormund's back in charge again. Yeah. I love that that happens so quickly. Okay, we need to talk. The writing is so good. Yeah. But then when we go to the special effects stuff, the special effects don't feel special enough for a show that I feel like I'm just cheering on the whole way. No, but listen. And also, I'll tell you, the White Walkers have been diminished for me. When I think about them as mythological creatures from right. the first episode, and you would just, they would do things that didn't really make sense that were just awful. And they were so fast. And you just kept thinking, like, are these things supernatural? What, how can they do this? Yeah. How can they make a whole thing out of horse heads? Like how, and now they're just guys yeah, that yeah. are white who ride horses and have blue eyes. Like who, it makes and, me care less about them. ice thorns yeah, sculpted into their heads. Yeah, it makes me fear them less. Well, and I think that's happens, a mistake. Always happens when you have to show the creature, whether yeah, it's a horror movie or Jaws or whatever. Let's not fight the White Walkers. Or no, if the, it's, it's, a, it's a transcendent moment. It's like here is Jon Snow who is on the rise within they're, Westeros. They're brought down to the level of men. And before that, they were something that was just unstoppable. And Winter is Coming had this eerie kind of 
like subtext to it. Well, and now should it this have been the end of the show then? It's like okay, everybody's dead. Well, I mean, and then these guys are they're unstoppable. No, but I think I think they're unstoppable. Yeah, I think that's what it is, and I think they have to have some sort of creative way. I mean, I'm not writing George's book, and I'm not writing an HBO show. Well, there's got to be just, some hope just, for the humanity that's that's been projected. But the playing field has been leveled, and before the White Walkers were know. up here, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. They're just they're just zombies. Like fuck, man. We've, I've been watching zombie movies for a long time, and, that, and he, that's part of the even Jon Snow sure. last night. Yeah, it makes that one zombie turn into icicles. I guess he hits well, him. And that's the only glimmer of hope. And it was a and shock what sword to did he have that was so powerful? I that, think that was Ned Stark's sword. I think it was. I mean, I, I don't know, but it, I don't it, it know was either. A I'm like, super I guess important sword. They showed the hilt. They showed the the, the uh, dragon glass yeah. and that sword. Yeah, they catch. lost the dragon glass in the uh, in the fire, and that was pretty amazing because that's they had put all their hope in being able to stab these guys with that thing. I just seen too many things with zombies getting too shot in zombies. eyes, too many things breaking through, arms getting chopped off. Like I'd seen these things a million times before. We, we had the thing that's great zombies though. Zombies fight like that though since uh, you know Clash of the Titans, since a Ray Harryhausen type. But thing. the thing is, it's like I don't. I like the individual battles. Yeah. I, you know, remember last last season with Oberon and the Mountain? Yeah, that was like amazing. that's great. Like that's why I watch this shit, not to see like let's really struggle to CG this and get this to work and I coordinate did, this with the production schedule. I think schedule. they did a pretty remarkable job with all the visual effects. But it, yes, this is now another show fighting the uh, zombie fatigue. You know, because it does start to feel like, oh my God, does these everything have to felt, have zombies? And these zombies felt special, and then last night they just felt a lot less special. I don't know. I thought they were pretty cool. I love yeah. their blue eyes, and I love that sequence at the end where they, you know, after everybody has been slaughtered, he just says, "Okay, now rise, and I we're going to go." And the there's is, nothing like, stopping. This thing is this is a cloud that has been looming over this world for five seasons now. Right. And that cloud is, is well, not please, quite as dense anymore. Please tell me how you would have made that. It, I don't have how, any answer. Like, that's not my job. My job is to be critical of stuff. And yeah. I felt like, Jesus, this isn't sitting right with me. And I'm well, trying to understand why. In terms why. of, you know, the ability of the show to present these larger-than-life fantasy pieces, I think they did a tremendous job with this episode. I mean, they've tried with other things. I think this is probably the closest to Listen, to theater quality stuff that they've come with in the whole series. We've so been far. doing this for ten years. Yes, agreeing to disagree, and I love you. Okay, I, I love do. You too. I, love I you do too. love you. So I'm glad you had fun. Is it the fantasy stuff that you just don't want to see it? You'd rather imagine it. I don't want these big battles. That's never where the strength of the show is. It's just always like it's all these people. Just, just doing everything they can to, to get this, get this big battle out the door so it looks halfway decent. It's not what it, the show does best, and it's certainly not. I don't sit around. I didn't. I was exhausted during this battle, and I was disappointed in the show. Yeah. Like, I feel like if anything, this took me even further away from rooting for this season. No, I thought it was really great, and it okay. also it also put uh, snow in the heroic category, and it. I mean, we don't know how far this arc is going to go. We have no idea. We haven't read the books. I don't know if this is like he makes it to the this next episode. Part of the books and, anymore. And, well, and he might be dead, right? But he now feels like he's on the Daenerys trajectory. Now I'm starting to think maybe these two are going to meet and they're going to have Tyrion as their ad advisor and they're going to make a, a new, you know, peaceful, bountiful, beautiful Listen, Westeros. The other that, thing I want to say is cleared the White Walkers out. He is absolutely a very attractive man. They keep saying he's pretty. And they said it so many times. <laughs> I was just like, all right, all right. Everybody's attracted to him. Everybody, he's, he's attracted. Than my two daughters, yeah, he's I don't prettier trust than my two daughters. <laughs> but I don't trust I th him. I thought he uh, handled himself really 
handled himself really well in the battle sequences, and I was really riveted by that, especially when the walker smacks him and he falls down right on his back, and he's just like, ooh, and, and you know, he's coughing up blood and all yeah. kinds of things. Sorry, I hit my mic. Uh, I thought all that stuff was really cool. Uh, and it, I thought it was invigorating for him to, you know, get the comeuppance and, and uh, you know, take out the walker with the sword. And it, the, the look of shock on the, on the White Walker and Jon Snow at that moment was incredible. I thought all of that stuff was great. There was great, quieter moments within the context of this uh, massive, messy battle, for sure. And the messiness of the battle was a little disoriented. You can kind of see the, you know, where the lines of the CG are kind of fudged in and blurred in and stuff. Uh, but there's lots of great details, and I thought I thought the giant running around, stepping on characters, and taking them off and ripping them apart. I thought I thought all of that stuff was incredible, and him wading out into the boats at the end of the sequence. I thought it was amazing. I haven't listened to you in about five minutes. I mean, it's kind of like the battle at the end of the all show. All I heard was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, buddy. I'm glad you had fun. I, I want to hear though from people that watched the show yesterday. Tell us what you thought of uh, episode eight. I was uh, very entertained. You know what I've decided? Mm -hmm. I don't want to do this show anymore. I want to go to maester school. You want to become a super maester? I want to become a Ph. maester. P I want to get my PhD in maesterology. <laughs> well, we have to do the show. We have two more episodes to, to go through. Uh, I hope there's more big okay. battles. Uh, <laughs> well, usually, I don't I feel think like so. The, the, I don't think there could be another big battle. I think they spent yeah, all their I, money I, on they, this. They shot their load on this, for yeah. sure. And so the rest of it's going to be exactly what I love, small council meetings. Well, we're going to find out what happens Lots to Jamie, who's captured. We're going to find out what happens to Circe, who's captured. We're going to find out who, what happens to Sansa, who has... Uh, been trapped inside of this terrible okay, thing. Give me one Ramsey's Ramsey's uh, That's all I want. Ramsey's dead next episode. Ram okay, there you yeah. heard of Victor Lucas yeah. here. Thank you for watching yes. Game of Thrones Coffee Talk. We will see you next Monday, and I promise I'll wear more clothes. No, don't, don't. Oh, that was scary, right? <laughs> White Walker. Vic's Basement would like to thank its sponsors, EB Games, Nintendo, Xbox, and GameLock makers of Dragon Mania Legends, which you can play for free right now.